If you've ever attended a business meeting, a conference, or one of those after-work happy hours, you probably experienced the, the give and take, you know, give a business card, take a business card. You have them in your pocket, your jacket, purse, wallet, ooh, that special sterling silver business card case, ooh, whatever. You swap them, you save them, you followed up, and sometimes you wondered, who the hell was this person again? Well, today we're talking about that little card the business card. And now that we have the deets and got to know each other better, let's get down to business on this episode of Street Curb Curiosity. Now, okay, now you think back to when you went to business meetings. How many times in one day did you say, uh, excuse me, may I have a card? Business cards all over the place. Well, it started actually in China back in the 15th century. Well-to-do types sent emissaries to, you know, kind of visit other people before they would visit, and they sent a card highlighting you know, how cool they were, who we were, the riches, their accomplishments, and why they wanted the opportunity for the meeting. Hell, for all I know, shoe size was on there too. And the card, it was kind of a cheat sheet. The receiver, well, they got to decide, do I want to meet with these yahoos or not? Let me think. Hmm. Well, now, today, Oh, God, you have suits, pants, suit coats, purses, jackets, all with a few business cards that somebody gave you. Who are these people? Ah, so many stories. And we will get into some of the juicy stuff and how weird some people are. But first, back to history. About 1500, these cards moved to Europe and the people there went nuts. Out of their minds, loved them. Got to be called calling cards. Now, the hot thing to do back in the day, 1500, was to have a tray next to your front door where you just collected the cards. And yes, the more cards you had, the more juice you had. Oh my, look, the Smiths down the street, look how many cards they have in their tray. George, what are we going to do about this? Your family was wired in. Kind of reminds me of sales teams from, God, decades ago. Who had the fat Rolodex? They were the true alpha animal sales beasts. They had the cards, but more on the Rolodex later on. The cards took a really big turn in the mid-1800s in Europe because they added pictures. Your picture on your calling card. Wow, mind is blown. Time goes forward, 17th century England. They, well, the name kind of changed to trade cards because you represented what your trade was. What the hell do you do for a living? What you did, the service you provided, maybe a map of where you were located, your address. Your address, which by the way was also coming into style then because they just started numbering houses and stores and stuff. And why? Well, mail delivery, but also taxes. They had to know where you were so they can come and get the money from you. I mean, I'm sorry, contribute your fair share. Hmm, maybe another podcast topic. We shall see. Anyway, these cards were, well, kind of close to the cards we use today. Well, at least to the cards we were using a few years ago before we stopped having meetings. Anyway, this was advertising back in the day. Your card was how you advertised. Wait a minute. There was advertising before Facebook? Before newspapers, too? Mind blown again. Now, these cards were the shit. I mean, they were beautiful, engraved, lots of fancy print. I'd compare it to, shall we say, the digital display ads from about 10 years ago. You tried your damnedest to cram in so much crap in that 300 by 250 pixel space, right? Well, 
Same with business cards. Oops, sorry, I meant trade cards. Multicolored cards became a thing in the mid-1800s, especially after the Civil Wawa in the United States. Now remember, newspaper advertising? Yeah, it's not really quite a thing yet. You know, that was actually originally frowned upon. Mere advertisements next to news? How ghastly! Just look how far we have come, right? Well, at a Philadelphia convention in 1876, boom, next level trade cards. Fancy, fancy, fancy. Now, these newfangled printing machines they were coming out with, they were doing amazing things. And a couple of decades later, by the 20s, trade cards were, well, they were gone. Hello, business cards. Why were they gone? We chatted about it. Newspapers and magazines were the thing that you'd now promoted your business in advertising. Don't you love it? Well, then in 1956, a Danish guy, ah, the Dutch. Think Austin Powers and gold member. Anyway, a guy by the name of Hildar Nielsen invented uh, the coveted Rolodex. They started marketing this thing as the, as the newest, latest, greatest business invention in 1958. Hildar was the chief engineer of a stationary manufacturer, and it was first called a wheel dex. Then by the, well, by the 80s, every respectable business person had one of these on their desk. Well, and for complete transparency, I don't want you ever thinking of this podcast as fake news. Some historians are going to tell you that it wasn't Hildar, that it was Arnold Newstatter who invented the Rolodex. He owned the very same stationary company. Now, engineer, owner, owner, engineer, you decide. The one thing we can agree upon, well, if you're over the age of 45 anyway, a full Rolodex, man, that was like, that was the badge of honor. You were somebody. Now, if you're over 45, give me a minute here. If you're under 45, well, basically a Rolodex was a circular wheel that kind of held index size cards in, in, a, in a row, and you stored the cards alphabetically. Now, this little desk decoration held about 400 cards, and you kind of flipped it around. On a card, it was, well, there was contact info, whatever you wanted on your contact, name, phone, address, email addy, details, family stuff, habits, you know, everything that you know about the customer. You know the nuts who put every little detail in their contacts or that manager that demands you fill out all the client spaces and all the details in Salesforce? It's just like that. And you could staple a business card to a Rolodex card. Boom, instant info. Now, some folks were fancy, and they printed their business cards as Rolodex cards, so you can just, here's my card. Why, thank you. You can pop it right in your Rolodex. And this info in any Rolodex was priceless. Uh, come on, check out any episode of Mad Men. You're going to see a Rolodex in any episode. There have been lawsuits over who gets to keep a Rolodex. I was involved in a few of these uh, disputes back in the 80s this way. You're leaving a company. You quit. You got fired. I'm taking my Rolodex. No, you're not. It belongs to the company. It belongs to me. Now, with any top salesperson or executive, there was some really important info on those cards. But who owned it? Well, you decide. Now, if the company you worked for was, shall we say, too cheap to buy you a Rolodex when you started, you did what any respectable business person would do. You put them in a pile. You put a rubber band around them. If you were enterprising enough, you had these cards, well, you had them separated into different piles, good leads, pending leads. And on days you wanted to make calls, well, you pulled out the pack, you took off the rubber band, flipped through, 
Now, come on, don't laugh. Those early Rolodexes were not cheap, and your cheap-ass boss would not buy you one. Now, look, you know how cool it is today when you're starting a new job at, a, like, a really cool company? You get the logoed coffee tumbler, maybe a stitched logo on a backpack, a hoodie, maybe. Well, back in the day, you got a Rolodex from Office Max, of course, and had business cards on day one. That company really had its shit together if you got those two things. Yes, you can still buy them today. Some people still use Rolodexes, but heaven help you if you don't have all of your client info in Salesforce. Got to fill out those profiles and maybe in your own contact list. Now, not too long ago, business cards were the thing. I mean, I knew salespeople that went through boxes of these things every week. They would drop off a business card to a business, didn't meet anybody, no contact, but they're now on my list. They put cards on cars and windows and mail slots everywhere, and we thought we were being efficient. But back to design. Let's be radical. Let's print them vertically instead of horizontally. You Bastard. Now, how am I going to read that in my Rolodex? You see the drama that you cause? But there were and are embossed cards. Some places will print off-size cards so your card will really stand out. By the way, standard size, three and a half by two inches. But again, people would put so much info in that space. Both sides. Both sides. Ah, Damn you again. I can't use this in my Rolodex. But we had pictures and embossing. Back to different sizes. True story for you. One media sales rep I knew, and maybe it was not his drama, maybe company drama, but I don't really know, printed a card about half the size of a regular business card. And the print on the back would say something like, well, since you're not a customer, we can't afford to print regular size business cards until you are a customer jackasses. Well, of course I asked the guy. So if I buy the next time I see you, are you going to have a regular size business card? Yeah, no. Oversized cards. Well, they were a thing too by a few. And of course it just pissed people off. Again, people with scissors trying to cut the cards down so they would fit in that goddamn Rolodex. <laughs> we had zero clue what customer experience meant back then. And oh my God, we put everything on these cards. I mean, it seemed like the more info there, the more important you were. Not really. Well, here's our main number and my direct line. And here's the extension. Oh, and here's our toll-free number. Here's our international number, our fax number. Fax number? Do I have to explain to you what a fax machine is? Really? Really? Well, plus the address, plus some company bullshit and a whole bunch more. We did go through a phase where a card may have the company name, your first name, and just the number or email. We went Spartan. That was around the time when the goal was to have a... Remember when everybody had a company email with just their first name? Ah, the coldness of being part of a startup. You know, you were somebody if you could pull that off. And I have to brag, I did have one of those. One of the highlights of my career. And man, it just made everybody jealous. A anyway, foil cards, thick cards, foldable cards, origami cards, weird shapes. And then we got into plastic and clear and metal and cards that were made out of bottle openers and stretchy cards with rubber, wood cards. One garden center had cards that were seed packs with seeds that you can grow at your house. I saw one divorce lawyer who had perforated cards because you wanted to be separated. Think about it. Then we went nuts. We put business cards on Legos, clothespins, edible cards. Edible cards. Why? Seems counterproductive to me. Oh, there was also some helpful things like rulers, air fresheners, cloth, cards with special sense. Okay, some stats for you. Currently, 88% of all business cards handed out 
are thrown away in under a week. And just a few years ago, we were printing 27 million cards a day in the United States. We, do we really do that much business? And we've kind of moved back now. We're back to promoting business instead of it being about you. Took just a few hundred years to go back full cycle. Oh, and here's another important stat. Over a third of customers will not do business with you. They refuse to do business with you if you have a cheap or a cheap-looking card. Another life experience. Remember that phase small businesses went through when everybody was printing their own business cards on the company laser printer? It's all perforated paper. My God, it was great. Somebody sat there and just peeled these things apart. They really didn't look great. My God, the 80s were so much fun, but not really that good for business. Now, you think back 10, 15 years. How many business cards were you handed from a photographer? God, it seemed like it was an everyday basis. Doesn't happen so much anymore. And oh, by the way, it is a good thing to have business cards on you at all times even if you're a photographer. You never know who you're going to run into. Could be somebody important. I was given a card once that said, need an ark? I know a guy. Noah, guy, ark. Yeah, anyway, this leads me to the next generation. Digital cards. You just tap and share. Card Munch, Mobilo, Card Cloud, Hi Hello. There's Blink, Blink with a Q, Link, Link with a Q, Cato, Moo, oh, and a plug for Popple, P-O-P-L. It's kind of a cool tool that was introduced to me by a really cool guy by the name of Joel and the gang over at BizFluence. Okay, it's time for an unsolicited endorsement. BizFluence is a fresh new business platform that connects you with, well, other business types. Look for the app or the website, BizFluence. It really is worth a look if you're doing business, and I'll see you there. And now, back to our story. Oh my God, there's just so many things for you to choose from. All you do is tap phones. You know that NFC tech is more than just you buying a cup of coffee at Starbucks. There are other tech versions out there too, all tied in with email, a quick link, gives your info, puts it right in the phone or contact list of the recipient. It's all so digital. My God, you tap your phone. It's the new way to share you. But it is a little different around the world getting back to business cards. The business card is a big deal in the Japanese culture. The Japanese meshi, which means business card, company name, big print, next the job title, then your name. You presented your card. It's received with both hands. It's given with both hands. It's reviewed. Some parts are even read out loud and thoroughly, thoroughly reviewed. It's a thing. It's a ritual. In the Middle East, not as much. Still a thing, however. You just make sure you present your card with your right hand and not your left. That's not a good thing. In India, the right hand thing still holds true, and the, well, the info's a tad different. Academic achievement is very important on business cards in India. You'll see degrees, college stuff. China, this is big shit. Even kids have cards showing off what their parents do. Gold-lettered, it is a sacred event to have the opportunity to hand over a business card in China. In Europe, meh, same in the United States. Meh, no show, no panache, no ritual, no ceremony. It's like, hey, you got a card? Here, take my card. And I gotta say, the jury is still out if you should or should not have your picture on your business card. Those damned real estate agents? I'm not sure if I've ever seen a card without a photo on one. But you'll be told, well, that photo is there to sell the agent. It's easier to identify the person when you're meeting up at a showing. Helps eliminate fake agents. 
Now, I got to tell you, there's some science behind this, but it just might not be the data you were anticipating. Loyola College did a study on this very topic a handful of years ago, PP. No, not PP like the urination situation, but PP meaning pre-pandemic, they did the study. Anyway, the study ended up showing that real estate cards without a picture were actually more effective. They did an A-B test with a few thousand people. Ask anybody in marketing about an A-B test. The results, not as good with a profile pic on your business card. Now, there is also one bit of fine print, and this goes back to the guy I was telling you about earlier. Do not, please do not deal out your business cards like you're playing Go Fish. No stacks on the table. I saw that all the time at trade shows. Stacks and stacks of business cards with people standing there staring at people. Oh, excuse me, may I have two of these? Freaks, hand them out. Hand out your business card with a bit of dignity. Show some pride in what you're doing. Business cards, well, well, they should be like good chicken noodle soup. huh? Well, yeah, the real good ones use a good, thick stock. Think about it. And thank you for having the crazy thought of listening to this podcast, like it says right here on the card, the one called Street Curb Curiosity.